Hey guys, what's up? It's your girl Maya K, and we are back with another episode of the Maya K Show. This is episode number four, Ready or Not. Now, by ready or not, I am talking about love. How do you know if you're really ready? Now, listen, I know I've been talking a lot about Storms of Love, my latest novel that will be coming out in February. Don't forget to sign up for my email list at writermaya.com and you will get a free novella called Butterfly Faith. It's a book I wrote back in 2014. Um, Actually, I'm sorry, 2013. Uh, So you will get a free copy. However, love is in the air, but it's in the air in a way that we know God is involved. This is what I love about kingdom marriage, kingdom love. And even as a single woman who is waiting, I literally feel it in the atmosphere. You can feel love. You can feel when God is moving. And what's so ironic is yesterday I was meditating on Genesis 1 and 2. And I'm thinking about how the scripture talked about how the spirit of God was hovering over the earth. Of course, the earth was formless and it had it was void. But the spirit of God came hovering over the earth and then he began to speak. And that's when he spoke all the world into existence. And we know what happens, you know, over the next six days and then God rests. But I just kept I could not get that verse out of my head. And I just kept reading it and reading it. And I was like, God, I feel your spirit hovering. Like you're creating something new in the earth in this time. And what I believe one of those things is, is love, is bringing together kingdom couples in such a unique and beautiful way, especially for those of us who have been waiting for a long time and just waiting, period. I don't like to really uh, say long time, even though our flesh feels like it's been a long time, right? So we know that it's been a long time, but we just want to honor um, the fact that God's timing really isn't our timing. And if we think about it, he knows when we're ready. But I love what he gave me for today. Ready or not for love. How do you know if you're really ready? So I think sometimes we're more ready than we think we are. But I want to make sure that when you leave, like walk away from this episode and you're done listening, that you understand that being ready doesn't mean having it all together. And unfortunately, I do believe that the way society has been preparing people, quote unquote, for marriage and the way uh, society has been telling people to prepare for marriage and the way people have even just given their advice on love. I mean, we have relationship coaches. We have all of these social media platforms and pages. I just feel like there's just a little piece of it missing. And there are some, don't get me wrong, there are many who are in the kingdom, who are in the body of Christ. Uh, I know a lot of great women like Emily McKnight. I just, her name came to my spirit. Um, I love her platform. These are women of God who are drawing women closer to God, who God did restore love for them. So I'm not speaking of those who are anointed for this lane, but I'm just speaking as a whole. And I think we need to understand that God has a definition of being ready and then we have one. And if I'm honest, I used to think like this. Uh, I used to think like I had to have certain things in place before God would send me a kingdom love or certain things in place before God would elevate me to the uh, my position of uh, promotion. You know, the, the thing that I'm waiting for as far as my calling and my anointing, what he's spoken over me about Hollywood and, you know, my gifts being used and how I would stand before, you know, known men, Proverbs 22 and 29. I would stand before known men and not to, not in front of obscure kings. Um, um, 
And so I, I just felt like there was always something that needed to be in place. But when it comes to love, if I'm honest, one of those things was like finances. Like I need to be more financially secure. And I'm not going to put too much of my personal life out here because, you know, I, I, have, I believe in guarding your heart because you just never know like where your future husband might be lurking at. Um, so I'm not going to put too much of my personal life into this. But I'm just going to flow with the Holy Spirit. Let's put it that way. But I will say that I used to be really hard on myself when it came to success and finances. And even now, and if I'm honest, it's only been over like the last six months that the Lord has taken a lot of that pressure off of me, specifically in the realm of being uh, at a certain level of business success and financial success that I wanted to have before meeting my mate. And I believe that's why he gave this to me today for you, because... At the release of this episode, October 22nd, 2021, I mean, we're literally in the last quarter of the year. And I think it is so strategic and prophetic of God to give me this when I believe so many people, both men and women, are about to run right into their kingdom meet. All right, so let's jump into the points. Of course, as you always know, I drop a couple points on you. We go for commercial break and then I come back. So the first point would be, let God prepare you in the ways that he wants to prepare you. So when I think about what I just said earlier, the world may say you need to do this and do that. But what has God said? So the world says, get your credit in order. Get your body in order. Get your health right. It may not be your body so much, but you know, get your health right. You know, you want to be fit, healthy. You want to know how to cook if you're a woman. You know, they tell men to make sure, specifically with men, make sure your credit is right, your finances are right. And if I'm honest, and if we're honest, biblically, that is accurate. Because even the word of God tells us to take care of our body. Our bodies are a temple to the Lord, right? But here's the thing. I'm more focused on being healthy, not for a man or a mate, but for my kingdom purpose. Because I need to be able to run the race that God has called me to run, right? And then when it comes to like credit, of course, God says uh, you will be a lender and not a borrower. And in Romans, he tells us not to owe anything to anyone but love. So it's not that some of the things that are being taught in pre preparation for marriage by worldly standards are wrong, but I am a firm believer that some of that stuff has taken precedence over what the Lord has told us to do to get ready, uh, or even just taken precedence, period, where we're so busy focused on what we need to do to get ready in the natural that we might be negating the spiritual. So the second thing I would say under that is focusing on the spirit will accelerate your natural and will accelerate your practical. So I'll give you an example. Uh, like for me, I know that it was very important when I look back over my journey over the last 10 years. I always go by 10 years. If you ever listen to any of my podcast episodes, if you go to either this one, the new one, or you go to the one dedicated to the goal files dedicated to goal coaching and life coaching. That's the name of it. The goal files, the link will be in the details. Shameless plug. Um, if you listen, you'll hear me talk about like these last 10 years. And the reason why I always go by the scope of 10 years is because 27 was when I took my first leap of faith and I'm 37. And so at 27, that was when God really started to prune me because I had stepped away from my home, like Abraham, from my land. And God did his thing. And I mean, I fell and I fell many, many times and I failed many of times. 
And so you can imagine how much pruning I went through, right? So for me, I knew it was important as I look back over my life and I'm like, I see that God was developing in me the fruits of the spirit in such a unique way throughout my journey. I've had a journey that's been very similar to Joseph. So I think about with the exception of, you know, being sold into slavery and all that about you by your siblings. <laughs> um, but I just feel like I'm like, okay, God, I'm looking back over, especially like this last year, and you have been cultivating a spirit of patience in me like never before and a spirit of long suffering. See, those are the two fruits that y'all don't like to talk about. We want to talk about oh, love, peace, joy, kindness, oh, meekness. <laughs> you know, ladies, we all the giggling. That's the ones y'all like to talk about. But <laughs> Galatians 5.22 lists nine. All nine of them are going to be needed for where you're headed, specifically for your kingdom marriage. So when you think about that, I was focusing on building a business, being an entrepreneur, having millions before marriage. That was my motto and making sure that I would have security. I was focused on cultivating this independence by trying to include God on my ride of independence, but I'm supposed to be dependent on him. And so, again, I'm not trying to knock. It's nothing wrong with being independent, especially with me growing up in North Philly. We can see a lot of women depending on men like my narrative where I grew up. A lot of what I saw, not my narrative, I'm sorry, the narrative I saw was, you know, women depending on men. So it's nothing wrong with being independent. We don't have to sit here and act like we didn't love those songs. All the women independent. Like, come on, we don't have to front. Like, it, it is what it is, right? But just understanding that I'm supposed to be dependent on God and I'm not supposed to be self-made and self-sufficient. So if you focus on the spirit and, and whenever I would pray and even now it's so funny, I'm like, OK, God, is there anything else I need to do to prepare? And he's told me I'm ready. But it's just funny how when I was always asking that question, I would listen and be like, why is he talking about patience? Why is he talking about grace? But wait, why are you talking about? Huh? Treat my boss right because, you know, if I treat my boss right, because my boss back at my last job, not the one I currently have, but my last job back in Philly at the bank uh, during the pandemic, I was working at a bank. I'm like, why are you talking to me about my boss at night when I'm praying about my husband? And the Lord's like, well, because if you treat him right, I mean, think about it. This man doesn't know me. He knows of me, but he's not a believer and he's mean and nasty. If you can pass this test, your husband ain't even going to be a fraction of this. And I was like, huh? But I, but I, don't, I don't like the way he talks to me, God. Can I just like check him? Just one good time? Can I get him together? And I'm not saying I was perfect at my job, but trust me, it, it was deep. Okay. But I say that to say, if every time I prayed and the Lord didn't say, get this in order, get this in order, get all this money, go get a couple of properties for real estate. The Lord didn't say none of that to me. Now, that's not to say I haven't been working on those things according to what God has spoken to me from my personal situation, but it's never really been in association with marriage. If I'm honest, he's just been telling me to prepare and get myself together in certain areas just because you're supposed to, again, walk in excellence. But when I'm specifically praying about marriage, the Lord typically points out something in the spirit for me to work on. So just make sure you're letting God prepare you in the ways that he wants to. Don't knock what he says to you, but you know, just lean in.
Because I leaned in every time, not even recognizing sometimes like years ago that it was because he was preparing me for my calling in my kingdom marriage. All right. This is the one right here. <clears throat> I got to clear my throat on this one. Okay. Number two. Healing is key. But healing is a lifetime journey. And I'm going to leave y'all guys hanging right there. We will be back after this commercial break. I, 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 I'm going to get y'all. I, I know why I stopped right there. Because I know the Lord is about to really go in on this point. And he's downloaded some great gems to me here. So I know we typically do two whole points. And then I come back with number three. But we're going to pause right here. And I'm going to come right back. Are you ready to tap into your bravery and push past procrastination to accomplish your goals? Let's face it, sis, even before 2020, you were struggling with accomplishing your goals. Well, I'm excited to announce my goal coaching program is now available in three different package options. That's right. I have something for every woman looking to conquer her goals and achieve real results. And guess what? We can get you started on your goals in just one month. They don't call me the launch coach for nothing. No more procrastination. Visit www.girlsanthem.biz today to sign up. All right, guys, it's your girl, Maya K, and we are back with episode number four, Ready or Nots, of the Maya K Show. Now, before the commercial break, I know I gave you point number two, but I didn't break that thing down. So I'm going to give it to you again. Point number two for ready or not, are you ready for love and how do you know? Number two, healing is key, but healing is a lifetime journey. Now, I thought it was so important for me to touch on this. Actually, I I had like my own ideas around what God might want me to say here, but he really went in yesterday when I was preparing this episode for you guys. And here's the thing. We just celebrated World Mental Health Day, which was last Sunday. So this episode drops October 22nd. And so it was what the second Sunday in October, whatever day that is. Um, so... It was, it's just been very interesting. No, it was, yeah, it was the second Sunday in October. I think it was the 10th, the 10th. So with that, I understand how important it is. I have friends that are therapists. I just signed up for therapy again. I'm excited about that. Um, just because I just believe it's important to keep a Christian, well, for me, a Christian therapist um, in your corner for when times, you know, when times come up. Oh, by the way, going back to point number one. God leading me back to therapy. Listen, I'm not necessarily going through anything right now. And I went to therapy in 2020 to heal from some childhood wounds in preparation for my calling and for my kingdom marriage. But I believe that the Lord has led me to sign back up and I got approved for financial aid. Everything is just going smoothly. And I'm like, okay, God, because of where I'm headed so God told me to sign back up and he led me to sign back up with favor. And so that's one of his ways of continuously preparing me. But I want to, I just want you guys to understand something, right? You cannot pressure your healing. You cannot pressure your healing. I love that we as a community, as African-Americans, um, we as a community, as like the world, hum, human um, humankind, you know, humanity. I love that we're all coming together and we're rooting for like mental health. And I love that we recognize that maybe what our parents and grandparents didn't do, God is calling us to do to heal our bloodlines, right? I think that is amazing. But I'm also noticing this, this trending pattern of people getting the help they need, but kind of emphasizing 
like this bandwagon of like being on the mental health train. Now, I want to say this respectfully and carefully because I am never, ever saying that everything is going to trend at some point, right? So I'm not saying it as if it's wrong. But what I've heard in conversation with some people is sometimes I think people could pressure their healing. So I'll give you an example so that we can understand that I'm not trying to um, come against it. Obviously I'm not. I just told you guys that, that I'm back and that I signed up for therapy again. By the way, I also, uh, one of the themes in my new book, Storms of Love is therapy. It is very heavily wo woven throughout my book, therapy and healing, but you cannot pressure your healing. So say God sends you to therapy. You step into the therapy room. You're working on a childhood issue, like a daddy issue from childhood. Your dad wasn't there. God leads you to speak to someone about it and you start to heal. It is not your job to pressure your healing, how quickly it happens, how many sessions you're going to do before you should be over it. Um, and even going as far as like, I'm going to do therapy three times a week because I just got to get in the room. You got to slow down. The other thing you have to realize is Christ is the centerpiece of healing. So you can't just run to the therapy room. You have to run to Jesus, run to the therapy room. And maybe if you're already in your relationship or in your courtship or in your kingdom marriage, run into your partner. The reason why I thought it was so funny that God was talking to me about this is because I was having thoughts when I would see certain things on Instagram, like, wait, why does this feel like it's becoming like an idolized thing for some people? And the Lord revealed to me, well, it is. And the crazy thing is now that the church has been embracing mental health more and even bringing in speakers to speak to the congregations and their flock, I think that is everything because the Lord is very much for healing in all areas, mental, physical, emotional, but you cannot pressure your healing, nor can you try to manipulate the healing process. If it took you 20 years to even realize you needed therapy, you cannot possibly think that just because you go to therapy three or four days a week, that all of a sudden in two months or three months or four months, you should be good. Now, God is a God of acceleration, certainly, in seasons where he has assigned acceleration to your life. And I know for me, here's what I'll use myself as an example here. When I was in therapy in 2020, I went to therapy for two months. And I had a mix of uh, phone sessions and chat sessions. So... I actually thought like, oh, I was I was prepared to be in therapy for like six months to a year. Like you couldn't tell me nothing. But my own therapist even said, whoa, like the Holy Ghost is moving. She's she's a Christian. And we were doing one of our chat sessions, tech sessions. And she said, um, well, the Holy Ghost is moving. And when she said it, it was confirmation for me to what God has spoken to me before. Now, here's the thing. It is a case-by-case -case basis. That's not to say that I just like walked through therapy like I was walking on water. No, it's to say that God knew what I needed for my healing. So you can't do mental health without the other piece. Jesus is the piece that holds it all together. Your healing will be maintained, yes, by the strategies you put in place, but also with the Holy Spirit.
So when I say don't pressure your healing, don't get so caught up in this mental health train that you're just on the train riding it, but you're not even really fully practicing the strategies and the things that you've learned to go through healing and process your healing. Healing is nothing to play with. And I would have to say that if you're posting and you're all, you know, addicted to this, this whole uh, concept of mental health and therapy, if you are, I, I have to kind of look at you sideways if you're doing it in such a way that it kind of speaks more to the trend than it does to true healing. I got I don't know if I'm saying this the way you want me to say it but I pray that you guys are picking up what I'm putting down all right so I'm not going to harp on that point too long but that, that's what it is healing is key but healing is a lifetime journey so you have to know that just because you went to therapy in one season that God may call you back to the therapy room in another season he may very well do that and he also may call you back to the prayer room and that wilderness room with him so he can refine you and pull back some more layers that's the beauty of being in relationship with Christ and having a relationship with the Holy Spirit because you will get the download you need. Okay, you will get what you need. But one without the other, for my believers out there, you know, one without the other doesn't work. You, We see that, right? We saw what happened for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, however old you may be. What happened with the church? Everybody was like, I'm saved. I'll just take it to Jesus. But nobody was getting the mental health help. Now, everybody's getting the mental health help and they taking it to Jesus. I'm just saying, be mindful not to pressure your healing. Keep Christ at the centerpiece of your healing and understand that healing is a journey. Even when you meet your kingdom love, you will still be going through the healing process. It's not a one and done. This is why you'll hear some people say, oh, I went to therapy. I worked on that. Good. I'm strong in that area. But maybe they got a new job and something else came up. Maybe they walked into their kingdom love and something else came up. That is okay. It's a journey. So do not ride this. Do not ride the mental health bandwagon and train thinking that oh, I'm just posting some quotes. Oh, I went to therapy. Boom. I got this journal. Boom. And I'm just walking through my healing. You should be crying. You should be hurting. You should feel like somebody ripped a bandaid off. And I'm not, of course, <laughs> like trying to get all up in your healing business, but just know, like, it's not just about the post. It's not just about you saying I signed up for therapy, baby. When you go through that thing, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt and it's going to bring you through some real. Listen, listen. <laughs> All right. So just remember healing is a lifetime journey. I don't want you to get down on yourself or tough on yourself. If you signed up or if you've been in therapy before, don't think that you have to be completely healed. Like, oh, I got to have everything together before I fall in love. Or I got to get all of these areas cleansed. Uh, I, I need all these strategies for this. Just be still. Trust God. Like I said, you think it's, you think like for me to hear for God to lead me back to therapy, but to also tell me that I'm ready for my spouse. And literally, I know he's on the way. Like, I know he is, right? If I was emotionally immature, and if I was mentally immature, I would look at that and be like, wait, God, you just said that, you know, he's on his way and I'm ready. But here's the thing. Could it be that the Lord is saying, like I said, uh, a few minutes ago that, yeah, you are ready. And that's why you're signing up. Oh, baby, because real love, my the, the love I send, that godly love, that thing going to prick your heart. 
Oh, that thing is going to bring up some stuff too. So don't be hard on yourself. Don't look at it like you got to have every single childhood issue worked out. Every single current issue worked out. Every single. <laughs> That's just not the way it works. Healing is a lifetime journey. All right, we're going to move on from that. Point number three. Last point. Mm, envy and jealousy have. Okay. It, it, so this is how I wrote it down, but I, I think I want to switch it up. Um. Oh, let me go back, guys. I'm sorry. I wanted to say this. Sometimes you won't know until the teacher comes to test you. And I'm so glad the Holy Spirit brought that back to me. What I mean by that, that's in conjunction with point number two, but it can go for all of this. How do you know you've been healed in the area if the, if you're not tested? How do you know if you're healed from, for instance, one of the things I worked on throughout childhood was my anger issue. Well, throughout like middle school and high school was my anger issues, right? So how do you, how would I know if I've been healed from like anger issues? I'm not talking about righteous anger or even talking about like being upset. There are still times I'm going to get angry, right? Things happen in the world that just shouldn't happen, right? But I'm talking about anger issues. How would I know unless I'm put in front of a situation that could possibly make me angry, but I'm able to walk away from it? How would I know? So for some of you, God is getting ready to blow your mind with your kingdom love, but you might be tripping about what you still need to work on. But think about this. The test, the teacher is coming to test you in the area that you have been healed in. That's it. So that's how you'll know you're healed. You got to test your healing. You have to test your healing. Let God test your healing, actually. All right, so point number three, envy and jealousy do not have a stronghold in your life. They do not have a foothold in your life or a stronghold. I'm going to tell you why I believe God gave me this for ready or not. Are you ready for love? How do you really know? Envy and jealousy have no room in your life. Now, the definition of envy is a feeling of discontented or resentful longing aroused by someone else's possessions, quality, or luck. Here's why I believe the Lord gave me this. One, you can't love purely when you're jealous. I know some of y'all like, what does that have to do with love, kingdom, marriage? First of all, I'm talking to everybody out there, not just my, my sisters in Christ, but my brothers too. Let me explain something to you. Y'all remember Ashanti's video, Rain On Me? I don't know if y'all was a Ashanti fan like me. In my head, she was my sister. We both got the same last name, like literally. And so I was, I've been rocking with Ashanti since I was 14. So you remember when Lorenz Tate played her love interest, right? And remember they walked up to the red carpet and they were at this event where she clearly was getting recognized and all the pictures and shine and the light was on her. And he dropped her hand like with this look on his face of just pure, just ridiculous envy. Listen, that is not just a video. We all know situations where people have been in relationships and men have been jealous of their ladies and ladies have been jealous of their men. I'm not talking about like jealousy where, okay, you see him kind of flirting with some girl, not flirting, maybe the girl's flirting with him and he not like shutting her down like he should. I'm not talking about, listen, 
Just because the spirit of jealousy or envy creeps up, it doesn't make you a jealous person. That's those. It's just it's no different from anything else. The spirit of lust, you can get delivered from lust, delivered from angry uh, anger, but it doesn't mean those things completely disappear. So I'm not saying that you won't have moments where you're like, wait a minute, what was that a little jealousy coming up? All right, Lord, let me deal with that. Boom, run to your run to your prayer closet, right? I'm talking about envy and jealousy having a stronghold, having a foothold in your life. You will know you are ready if those two things no longer have a foothold in your life. And I'm going to tell you why this is so important. Like I said, you can't love purely when you're jealous. And number two, you have to be able to be trusted to steward a heart well. All right. And, and we're about to wind down right here. When I think about, I think the best way to give you an example of this is I did a celebrity interview back in 2018 uh, on Ricky Bell and his wife. And um, it never, the story never printed. They ended up using a different celebrity story for that magazine for um, my first cover story. It was still my first cover story, but it was a different person they used. It was Karima Westbrook from All American. And so, but I remember her saying something that I really loved. And she said, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's Ricky Bell from New Edition, right? <laughs> it's Ricky Bell from New Edition. I mean, her husband is all kinds of famous. And they have been married for like, I want to say 20 years, maybe. Um, I might be a little off by that. But I just remember, like, she said um, she was sitting at home. And they're Christians. They're Christians. So, like, I had prayed with them and everything. So, she was saying how she was sitting at home. And how she was feeling some kind of way. And the Lord was like, well, why don't you find your own happiness? And why don't you do what I told you to do? Basically in a nutshell. So she can sing as well. And actually the reason why I was interviewing them is because they had this song called uh, Gold. If you go on YouTube, you can find it. Um, they did a song together. And ever since then, her singing career, she's been killing it. But she had been kind of, I guess, sitting on her gifts, kind of catering to his gifts and taking care of him like most women do when they're married. And there's nothing wrong with that as long as you can handle it. Meaning, not so much her. I'm moving on from uh, that story because I don't want to make it seem like I'm speaking on her specifically because I love Amy. That's my girl. Uh, you know, it, it, yeah, like we follow each other. I, I love her. Like her spirit is everything. Um, and I just threw that out there just to say, like, I really am sincere about keeping in touch with the people that God like has me pray for. Um, but anyway, so she when she said that it, it triggered something in me even though I'm single and at that time I was single but it made me think about how many other times I had heard that and a lot of women do do that a lot of women it's not just the older generation of women that we saw growing up in the church a lot of women tend to start to cater to their husband's dreams and they start to kind of do all of these things to make sure they're good and they end up having this like hidden bitterness or resentment um and and they have to deal with that but even for some women, I'll take it a step further, who might like go into their marriages like that. Like, oh, my husband has all this success and he's doing all these great things. Or for my fellas out there, specifically in this day and age where a lot of women are making more money, they're more successful. You have to make sure those spirits do not have a stronghold in your life because the person that God assigned you to, he is expecting for you to steward their hearts well. And that means there's going to be lots of things that he's expecting you to do. It's not about perfection, but he has to be able to trust you with that king's heart. He has to be able to trust you with that queen's heart. You cannot 
be a envious and jealous person and be praying for a spouse and not expect for God to come through and bulldoze your heart and cleanse those areas out of your life. Those two things, because I'm telling you, there will be seasons, my sisters out there, if you are praying for a husband and you're believing God for a child as well, or for children, there will be seasons. Yes, ma'am, where you will be home with the child. That's just the way it usually ends up going. It doesn't mean he won't be a present father, but you know, if you're nursing, you know that baby needs you. You know that God has assigned you to be a mother as well, right? So you understand that he may be booked and busy and doing his thing. And you might be home for six months or the first six months that the child, you know, is born. That just may be the journey. And so it doesn't mean, again, that those feelings won't arise ever, but you got to know that it's a difference between having a spirit creep up on you and you know you're not influenced or inundated with that spirit or even possessed by it. Now, I'm not, you know, trying to get all deep into the you know demonic teachings and all of that, but just understand there is a difference because the spirit of depression can creep up on us if we're going through it a, a tough season, but it doesn't mean we have to allow it to enter our hearts and our spirits. So you'll know. So you will know. And when I say you can't love purely when you're jealous, God is expecting a 1 Corinthians 13 love out of us when it comes to our kingdom marriage. He is expecting for us to love purely, okay? Not perfectly, but purely. And that can only come from a pure heart. Have you ever heard of a person who's jealous and envy, envious of people and they their heart is pure? And please don't tell me, let me just uh, disclaimer, I don't want to hear that. Oh, that's just different. I mean, I might get a little jealous with women, but like I wouldn't be like that with my boo. False. Let me tell you why. A spirit is a spirit and a spirit is not biased. And so if you have a spirit of jealousy and a spirit of envious, your spirit, that spirit is not going to be like, oh, that's her boo. It's going to actually probably go in harder because anything that is from the kingdom of darkness and that the enemy tries to put on us, the enemy doesn't like love and family. He doesn't like wholeness and he doesn't like seeing families come together. He doesn't like seeing that. He will fight tooth and nail. And this is why for some people, you may have been experiencing a crazy level of warfare, but you know you're getting closer and closer to the promise of marriage. So if he hates family and hates unions, then what makes you think he wouldn't go even harder with the person you're going to see day in and day out? See, it's all easy when your girlfriend gets married and you've been a bridesmaid for the 17th time and you don't have to see her for a minute because one, she just got married, right? And she on her way to the honeymoon. She living her best life. She got to focus on her boo. So it's, it's all fine and dandy, right? When you ain't got to see her every day. So you can work through your emotions or you might just, I don't know, if you if you like being bitter, you might want to keep them. But when it's the person that's in your face day in and day out, because with the mate, we know it's different. We know that even before marriage, you're still seeing each other almost every day. You're talking every day. So trust me when I tell you that if those spirits exist and they reside in your like like you live with them like they're your best friends it's going to be a problem okay and you have to be able to be trusted to steward a heart well god is not going to give you the heart of one of his kings or queens if you cannot steward their heart well all right so let's recap point number 1 ready or not for love how do you know if you're really ready point number 1 let God prepare you in the ways that he wants to prepare you. Focus on your spirit and it will accelerate your natural preparation. 
Number two, healing is key, but healing is a lifetime journey. Do not get down on yourself because sometimes God will heal you in one area in conjunction with your therapist, you know, whatever you choose to do and the tools he gives you for your healing. But sometimes he will put you in front of the test. You have to, the teacher will come to test you before he might even tell you about another area of healing because you have to understand it is a journey. And lastly, point number three, envy and jealousy have no room in your life. They do not have a stronghold nor a foothold in your life because you can't love purely when you're jealous and you have to be able to be trusted to steward a heart well. In conclusion, don't run from a blessing because you're calculating your own strength. The whole point in God sending us into situations is for us to apply what we have learned and trust him to fill in the gaps for what we do not know. All right. All right, guys. So my episode offer for today. Yes, I have an episode offer. Of course, I know that you heard uh, the commercial break and I always talk about my goal coaching, but I have a special offer. So typically as a life and goal coach, my focus, my niche is goal coaching. I do not offer one on like one off sessions. Um, I just believe that I'm looking for women who are committed. They want to be committed to the journey. And so I don't offer like one session here and then one session here. I only offer packages and programs. But from today, from now until the end of the year, which is about December 18th, of course, because of the holidays, instead of investing in a whole package or program, you can grab a coaching session to help you get unstuck for just $225. All right. So for just $225, a 60-minute session, you will have access to the live recording for a lifetime. And you also get excuse me, 24 hour email support after the session, which is pretty great. Um, my eight week program is 2,900 and my, uh, six month program is 8,500. I also offer email coaching, of course, for two months for 1700, but I get it. The holidays are coming, right? And so you might be on a budget and you might be dealing with different things, but I don't want you to feel like you have to end this year without some type of support, without some type of goal coaching support or life coaching support. And this will also give you an opportunity to kind of like taste, get a little taste test, a little appetizer before you would invest in a whole meal with your girl. Okay. So again, from now until December 18th, I am offering one hour coaching sessions for 225. The link will be in the details and make sure you sign up. I appreciate you guys so much. Make sure you follow your girl on all platforms at Writer Maya, W-R-I-T-E-R-M-Y-A. If you haven't yet, go over to writermaya.com. Check out the synopsis for Storms of Love. I am so excited. I am actually going through the first round of edits and I'm just blown. I'm just blown. Uh, this actually, this episode came from the story. Uh, you know, Ellie, my character Ellie was like, am I really ready for this? But God will thrust you into it knowing that you are capable of doing what he called you to do in love and business and ministry and Hollywood and uh, med medicine, wherever he's called you. All right, guys, I love you so much. I pray this episode blessed you. If I'm honest, this was the most fun that I've had recording a podcast episode this year. Uh, and I have two podcasts. So I pray that it blessed you as much as it blessed me. And I will check in with you guys next Friday.